For those of us who were here last week, uh, Dale, our preacher, urged us to work on 12 things as we live as Christians. These were taken from 1 Peter chapter 3. And one of them was that we are to have a humble mind, to consider others more highly than ourselves, to put others' needs before our own. I don't know about you, but as Dale was preaching, I was talking to him on my TV screen and I was telling him that I don't find that easy at all. Now, I might be showing my age here, but as I was talking to him on the TV screen, a song came into my mind, which is from 1980. It's by a guy called Mac Davis. Uh, you might know it. If you do, sing along. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way I can't wait to look in the mirror Cause I get better looking each day To know me is to love me I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can Now as I listened to Dale and a little bit afterwards I actually resonated a bit with Mac Davis It is hard to be humble It's hard day in and day out to put others' needs before our own It's hard 24-7 to consider others more highly than ourselves. And I started thinking about why. Why is it so hard? But before I get to that, I want to wrestle with today. Because in case they had missed the point from 1 Peter chapter 3, Peter then rams it home again in 1 Peter chapter 5. In the midst of speaking to old guys like me and young guys like Dale, this is what Peter says. He comes back to the same idea, the idea of humility. Verse 5, all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. Have a humble mind, chapter 3. Clothe yourselves with humility, chapter 5. Uh, the image here of clothing yourselves is an image of a slave putting on uh, an apron and getting up to serve their master. Now, I suspect Peter, in saying this, in using these words, is recalling that night, that night which we call Maundy Thursday, when Jesus got up and put on the towel and washed his disciples' feet. Peter hears Jesus say, as I have done for you, so you should do for each other. And Peter wants this church to remember and act in the same way. Act with humility toward one another. Put on a uniform, if you like, and serve one another. But in chapter 5, Peter goes a step further than that. He doesn't just encourage humility in terms of our relationships with others. He says that we need to be humble before God. Verse 6, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So what does that look like? What does it mean to humble ourselves before God? Well, 
We've been told over the past few weeks, as we've been working through this letter, that Peter's talking to a group of people who are suffering. They're persecuted. And here he's saying, whatever your circumstances, whatever your suffering, however you are being persecuted, know that, as one writer puts it, the mighty hand of God is on the tiller of your life. It's an Old Testament motive, the mighty hand of God. And it's picturing the fact that God's hand is on his people, on the destiny of his people. He is in charge. Do not be surprised, Peter says, that you are being persecuted. Do not be surprised that you are suffering for doing what is good. But as faithful Christians, don't attack the persecutors. Don't rage against God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God is in control, He's directing, His mighty hand is on the tiller of your life. So here it is again in 1 Peter chapter 5, humility toward others and toward God. That is to be the pattern of our life. And I guess it was an issue for the early church, just as, that, as it's an issue for us, an issue for the early church, because otherwise, why would have Peter written it to this group of people? But what do we do with this? As I said to you, I find it hard. How do we address that? Firstly, I think it's helpful in 2020 to stop and look at and try and identify the things that work against us being humble towards each other and humble towards God. Uh, and knowing those things, we can begin to stand firm against them. And as I've thought about it, uh, I think that we actually live at a time where society is pushing against us being humble. Now, sorry to hark back to the 80s again, but I get the feeling that lots of people are singing to the same song sheet of those other 1980s gurus moving pictures. What about me? It isn't fair. I've had enough. Now I want my share. Lots of people are wedded to the tagline of the Insuring You insurance brand. For the most important person in the world, you. You might be thinking about some of the world's leaders who seem anything but humble and wonder if that's the way to succeed. Lots of things in our society work against us being humble. Uh, two weeks ago in our church, one viewer typed the following comment, there is not much humility in the age of social media. I wonder if for all its benefits, and there are many, social media actually becomes a vehicle for showing how wonderful I am because of where I've been or what I've cooked or what I can do or who I know or how much better my life is than yours. Are there aspects of social media which work against me being humble before others and before God? Brothers and sisters, you and I are called to that. We're called to be humble before others and before God. And yet, 
we seem to be surrounded, saturated, if you like, by noise which continues to press against that idea. And so it's hard. It's hard 24-7 to put others' needs before our own. It's hard in the midst of suffering to accept that God is still in control and at the tiller of my life. And so we need to commit again and again to swimming against the tide with the help of the Holy Spirit. And we need to commit to helping each other swim against the tide with the help of the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, I want to finish with the other thing that Peter reminds us of in verses 5 and 6. And that is that there are benefits awaiting us for acting with humility. Verse 5, he says, Because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, So that God may exalt you in due time. The quote in verse 5 is from Proverbs 3. We act humbly because it is the way of God. God is constantly giving grace to the humble. God is constantly opposing the proud. God will give us strength. That's what Peter is saying here. That's what the proverb is saying. Strength and grace each day to live in humility. And verse 6 reminds us that when it's all said and done and Jesus returns in due time, at the right time, God will exalt us. We will be vindicated for the way we have acted, for the humility we have shown. And we will receive what Peter spoke of way back in chapter 1, the inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for us. So friends, we come to the end of our journey through 1 Peter and the message is fairly clear. You will suffer as God's people. Stand firm. God is in control. Recognise that and live humbly before the mighty hand of God. As you do live in humility with everyone else, God sees all and will give you grace in your current circumstances and will give you your inheritance when Christ returns. May it be so in us. Amen.